India is still struggling to put an end to child marriages in the 21st century. But is raising the minimum legal age of marriage the solution? Ever since the centre indicated its intention to raise the minimum age of marriage for women from 18 to 21 years of age to make it the same as what it is for Indian men currently, there's been a lot of conversations around this move. And now a year later, on 16 December, the Union Cabinet has officially cleared the proposal and the amendment to the Child Marriage Act of 2006 could be tabled in the Parliament session. This has been done on the basis of recommendations from a special task force set up by the DCW. And although details of the panel's report isn't available on the public domain yet, the main rationale for this proposal has been to address the physiological and psychological issues that arise from child marriages in the form of early pregnancies, poor nutrition levels, high infant mortality rate or high maternal mortality rate, all of which are ultimately deleterious for women's progress. While a lot of people have welcomed the move, the opinion is divided, with some also cautioning that this decision could backfire. But what are the concerns here exactly? In what way can raising the minimum legal age of marriage backfire? In this episode, we'll take a full rounded look at the proposal, the reasons behind it, and also the criticisms against it. Our guests for today's podcast are Madhu Mehra, lawyer and founding member of Partners for Law and Development, or PLD, a legal resource group working in the fields of social justice and women's rights in India. And we also have Amita Pitre, Lead Specialist of Gender Justice at Oxfam India, who has nearly 20 years of work experience in violence against women, gender mainstreaming and gender and health. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. This is your host, Shorburi. One of the first mentions of this proposal of raising the minimum legal age of marriage for women was when the parliament was in session in February 2020. During her budget speech, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman had said that, quote, women's age of marriage was increased from 15 years to 18 years in 1978 by amending the erstwhile Sharda Act of 1929. As India progresses further, opportunities open up for women to pursue higher education and careers. There are imperatives of lower MMR, or maternal mortality rate, as well as improvement of nutrition levels. The entire issue of the age of a girl entering motherhood needs to be seen in this light. I propose to appoint a task force that will present its recommendations in six months' time. End quote. And then some months later, in his 2020 Independence Day speech, PM Modi himself also said that, quote-unquote, to save daughters from malnutrition, it's necessary that they're married at the right age. And look, these concerns are very, very real. A UNICEF report says that India is home to every third child bride in the world, with more than 100 million of them getting married even before they turn 15. Or if you look at the findings of the 5th National Family Health Survey, it shows that every fourth woman between 20 to 24 years of age was married before turning 18 and also that during the time of the survey, 6.8% of women and girls surveyed between 15 to 19 years of age were already mothers or pregnant. And a lot of studies, including WHO studies, have looked into the correlations between early marriages and thereby early pregnancies and complications at childbirth, high risk of preterm delivery, high infant mortality rate, high maternal mortality rate, among other things. So yes, like I said, the concern is very, very real. 
and the task force headed by former samta party head jaya jetli was also set up to examine the correlation between the age of marriage and motherhood and several health risks around the mother and infant and they came back with a recommendation that the age of marriage of women be raised to 21 but then why is there a vehement opposition against the move well the opposition is not coming from a denial of the numerous ills of child marriage those are facts however is child marriage a cause of women and girls disempowerment or a symptom of it rather that's the question to ask according to madhumera so if you are to ask whether delaying marriage will put women in the path of financial independence give them greater opportunity to pursue education and careers she says that the problem is that even with a higher minimum age of marriage women will still be left without opportunities resources and access to quality education so um the question really is uh, that you ask is you know that that of course early marriage does harm does harm uh, girls yeah. um but uh, uh having no other opportunity in life but marriage as the only means of getting social status and financial survival also harms women mm. so the question really is i think one of um is early marriage the cause of women's and girls disempowerment mm. or is it a symptom mm. uh, actually early and child marriage is a symptom of deprivation and opportunities mm. and so the reason uh, which which then takes us to um perhaps answering the question of whether you know stipulating a higher minimum age will help girls no it won't because it still leaves them without opportunities mm. and without resources and without access to quality education and all the very many reasons that that creates the disempowerment in the first place but the concern is not just that it won't change circumstances dramatically for women as is being envisioned The concern is also this that it will lead to a new range of problems and who all it will affect. One of them being that if the law comes into effect, it will end up criminalizing many marriages between underage couples even those that are not forced or arranged child marriages. In fact, a report by Partners for Law and Development titled Child Marriage Prosecutions in India analyzed 83 high court and district court verdicts in cases relating to child marriages between 2008 and 2017 and found out that legal prosecution of child marriages was twice as much against elopement or self-arranged marriages by girls as opposed to arranged child marriages it was also found that most of the legal proceedings were initiated by the parents of the girls madhumera talks more about this well the harm is very clear if you look at the studies we have undertaken on how the law is used we see that the law is primarily used by parents disapproving um of uh, who are disapproving of their daughter's choice in marriage hmm. we don't see any significant activity or any noticeable activity by the child marriage protection officer to stop child marriages hmm. at least through legal prosecutions that's not evident hmm. in the case study analysis so that only means that the access to law is in the hands of relatively more powerful sections of society which is the parents so we are not seeing girls go to uh, go to the legal system to stop forced marriages from occurring mm. we are not seeing girls or 
uh, the child marriage protection officers go to court to stop arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. What we are seeing in the majority is that parents are taking their daughters, husbands, uh, you know, filing cases against them mm-hmm. and asking for the recovery uh, of custody of their daughters who have eloped to marry of their choice. Mm-hmm. Now, what does this mean when you increase the age? What are the consequences of increase increasing the minimum age of marriage in this scenario? Mm-hmm. It means there will be far greater time allowed to parents to prosecute their daughters for choosing to marry of their own accord. Right up till the age of 21, such cases can be entertained. And we will still not see forced marriages come to court because CMPOs or the child marriage protection officers Mm. are not very active. In fact, they are mostly people, government or functionaries who have additional charge And that really does mean that they neither have the capacity nor the time to do this work. And they're also very distant from the village level where, um, where, uh, or the site of where such, uh, you know, marriages are happening. So I don't see that the legal system is going to be able to stop forced marriages Hmm. or custom-driven marriages from happening. So then how much of the legal age of marriage factors contributing to child marriages really? Amita Pitri argues that if legal provisions could end child marriage, then post-1978, when the minimum legal age was increased to 18 for women, all issues of child marriages would have been solved, which we know is not the case. She elaborates on how poor access to education and poverty fuel child marriages. Legal provisions are not something that really work in India, otherwise we would not have a problem. Like in 1978 onwards, we have the minimum age of marriage as 18 years. Mm. We would have, uh, you know, finished this problem if it was the legality. We've seen that education and poverty are the two things as they steadily improve, you see the age of uh, marriage improving. For example, since 1990s onwards, the primary education for girls has become widely available. We have the Right to Education Act. And slowly, it's not the primary, but the secondary education, which is which is the bottleneck for girls. And mostly it is because, not because parents are not wanting to send girls to school, because wherever safe schools are available at the secondary and higher secondary level, we see an increasing enrollment. Yeah. We find from data from the ground level, also some uh, research done by Professor Mary John and others, mm. that actually when schools fail girls, that is when when girls are sitting at home seemingly idle or not having anything productive to do, mm. parents start getting anxious. They get anxious because they feel that is the right thing to do or they feel that she will fall in love with somebody or she will elope or she will cut their nose. There's this whole concept of girls' sexuality, mobility, honor that is linked to her behavior. So they feel that it's better to marry her off. So here we're seeing a confluence of social norms, uh, which is totally fixated on uh, a girl's sexuality linked to the family's honor and not having anything productive to be done. So it's, there's a hardcore development issue here of not girls not having access to schooling and that starts happening from secondary school so we see that there's no longer a problem of child marriage in India but rather it's a late adolescent marriage or what we call an early marriage it's mostly girls between 15 and 18 years who are uh, getting married Mm. and that also numbers are steadily rising like in NFHS 4 we saw that 27 
percent of young girls were getting married under the age of 18 years and in nfhs 5 we already see that number is 23 years does that mean we are saying girls should marry early no we are saying no not at all girls have a lot to gain if they don't marry early but the thing is there are organic uh, reasons and organic environment has to be created so that girls are marrying later for example in middle classes upper classes see the western countries nobody had to make a law so that uh, early marriages are prevented mm. they happen organically because education was better available career opportunities were available etc etc so, so the first is the pandemic is also more of a setback than the age of marriage right Yes so exactly so while we were doing better and better suddenly the pandemic hit and it exactly hit on those two parameters which fuel early marriages and just to pause here for a minute and look at how the pandemic period impacted young girls and the access to a better life according to a right to education forum policy brief 10 million girls in india could drop out of secondary school due to the covid-19 pandemic this is owing to digital divide poverty and also gender biases so perhaps it's not a surprise that an rti application revealed that during the lockdown period between the months of june to october 2020 there had been an increase of more than 33% in the number of child marriages as compared to 2019 the month of august alone witnessed an increase of more than 88% and we at the quinter also working on a special video series titled girls out of school to bring you stories of young girls who were forced to drop out of school during the pandemic period the loss of childhood that they are facing the loss of midday meals the loss of friendships and we really need your help to raise funds for projects like this where we tell you the stories that matter so if you wish to support this project so we can help the girls take control of their lives please do check out the show notes there'll be a link there for special projects and please please contribute but now let's get back to what miss pitri was saying schooling was closed you know there is such a big digital divide in india both urban rural male female poor families they don't have access they use there's barely one mobile phone at home and the government says that everyone is schooling online that's simply impossible the electricity is not there the internet access is not there plus all the social norms which prevent girls from handling uh phones otherwise they'll just and we are not even talking of laptops here we've kind of just taken it for granted that phones are going to give us uh, that access do you think middle class families when kids learn online they learn on phones no so we have a different set of standards for ourselves it looks like mm-hmm. and very different for the poor families so there was no access to education and there was destitution so poverty actually we have taken a step back the economy is we was doing so badly and again we saw that several cases of early marriages child marriages cropped up here and there in the news mm. so it's those factors which are actually which need to be uh, worked upon to really ensure that and is it enough now so many times you know these governments have these dahej schemes what they are called is like you do this and then you can get if you uh if you are not married by the age of 18 years then when you complete 18 years we'll give you this money this scheme that scheme so parents are just waiting for sometimes the uh age of 18 years to marry the girl off but that doesn't really improve her life chances so if redefining the legal age of marriage does not help women then what are the other factors that need to be addressed first let's listen to what miss mehra has to say so if if we are looking at addressing the root causes of early marriage we we must uh, you know and uh, our enough evidence including the national data says that early marriages or child marriages are happening in context of poverty mm. it's not the middle classes who are, who are you know 
um, marrying young. Hmm. So if it is a question of poverty, and we know under COVID, we've had two years of children not going to school. Yeah. We have a huge number of poor, uh, resource poor populations who have no access to, uh, you know, digital, uh, who have no digital access. Should the government not invest in in uh, and design uh, education to reach to the young uh, to the young uh, from poor population, hmm. or should they introduce an age of marriage law? Is is my question. I think what is necessary is to ensure that in pandemic, which might continue, uh, education is reached to the young from the poor population mm. who lack digital access. I think the right to education should be increased up till 21, uh, up till 18 years. Mm. Currently, the right to education neither covers the primary level nor covers the senior secondary level. Right. right. So. How are girls going to get educated by sitting at home? And this is what Miss Pitri said. If we want to improve her life chances, work on her nutrition, work on sexuality education, work on making schools available at secondary and higher secondary level, work on them getting some employment uh, opportunities meaningful. When is a girl? When does can a girl stand up to her parents and say, "I don't want to get married"? Hmm. If she knows that she has some social support, some uh, social security around, and that is exactly what is not. Uh, going to happen with amendment to laws and it is going to happen with change on the ground level mm. so we have already we are doing a campaign called empowerment not age mm. where we are trying to say let's focus on the empowerment of girls and not just focus on age mm. uh, so we clearly think that raising the age of uh, marriage to 21 years is not going to help and that's where we'll end the podcast today for more stories and analysis and op-eds on this please go to the Quint website and check out our gender section. Also, do tune in to The Big Story Monday to Friday for a breakdown of the headlines. And have a great weekend. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts.